Welcome to Conservation Unfiltered, presented by Conserve the Wild, your destination for an unfiltered look at conservation. Now, let's get wild. Welcome back to another episode of Conservation Unfiltered. This is episode number 18. Today, uh, I believe for the third time now, have uh, my father on as a guest, Jeff Graydon. And today we're going to be talking about some of the work that we actually just did a couple weeks ago when we recorded this, but uh, just that day, that weekend, did some work up at our cabin. Uh, and we talk about some of the issues that we, we have with some of that, uh, with the soil quality, and also with the fact that it's about 62 miles away, door to door from home to, to the cabin. Welcome back to another episode of Conservation Unfiltered, presented by Conserve the Wild. Jason Creighton, back again, and uh, with me, special guest, uh, third time with me now, my father, Jeff Creighton. Uh, hello, how you doing? Glad to be back, Jason. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, makes for an, an easy guest whenever we spend the amount of time together that we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially lately. So, for today's episode... Uh, being the time of year it is, uh, a lot of people are getting out outside and, and doing some habitat work. I know that's that's big with our family, uh, and that's actually what we're what we're doing here this weekend while we're recording. Um, but we're in a, a little bit of a unique situation. We don't live on the property that we do this habitat work. We have a cabin that's. What, about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes away? Yeah, 60 miles. So makes it a little bit difficult for us uh, to be able to get up here and to be able to do the work that we want to do uh, to, to help the wildlife, uh, you know, on weekends and, and that kind of thing. Uh, you want to recap real quick a little bit about what we're doing this weekend? Yeah. Um, well, first I'd like to... I'd it might, I'm hoping that maybe it's not as unique as like you said it's a unique situation. I don't I don't know that it is. Uh, hopefully it's not because so many people have cabins. Um, this week we're trying to get up here, uh, put a little bit of uh, field corn in, very little, uh, and working on some food plots as far as doing some. Uh, I don't know if I'll say this right. Alice clover. Alice clover. Alice clover, which is that's going to be new. This is the first time we're trying that. Uh, in a spot we call the orchard and uh, just doing some basically cleaning up and some disking and uh, very little disking we're, we're going to a new trying to do a no-till or a very little till system up here uh, which is new to us also and for anyone who hasn't listened yet or uh, you know maybe doesn't remember uh, this cabin probably have property we have up here is about 70 acres uh, and vastly mostly wooded i would say probably 98 percent of it is wooded yes and most of that i mean even what's not wooded uh, the vast majority is what we've cleared for yeah. little little plots yeah so the only spot that i think hasn't been cleared that i guess would had already been here is the field correct that we have and when we i know if i hear someone talking about a field you're thinking you know 10, 20, maybe 100 acres. Uh, for us up here, it's what, maybe one acre? Uh, probably slightly over. Slightly over. So, And we're only actually planting 
corn in that field and what maybe a quarter acre uh, yes that's about right so uh this is what this will be what year number three for the corn yes <laughs> for the attempt of corn the attempt. uh we have yet to get it to stick um we tried doing planting actually sort of small strips uh the first year i think the crows got to that yeah it came up it <laughs> started to come up a little bit but the crows got to it pretty good last year we tried to plant more in the same amount of strip uh, and just compacted the dirt way too much. And it was very wet last year. Very wet last year. Uh, so in the past two years, we've we've rototilled uh, and really brought a lot of that dirt up and tried to, to plant with just that two-row corn planter in that, and it, it has not worked out. So this year, trying a little bit different approach, uh, we just sprayed and killed uh, all you know the grass in that wider strip that we're going to be planting. Uh, and then we mowed it today, and then tomorrow, since it poured down rain a couple of days ago, tomorrow we're planning on taking that two-row corn planter in there and uh, see if we can get some corn to grow. And overseed it. And overseed it with some Alice Clover, yeah, right. to try to get a little bit of cover crop, I guess. Yeah, hide it from the crows. More than anything. Right. Um, and then also in that little bit of field, there's uh, probably about a 20-yard uh, strip, maybe six feet wide, uh, that I like to consider my test plot. Uh, so I try out different mixes and different planting methods there to see if it would work for us. Uh, this new system that we're going to, we're trying to get away from the rototilling for a couple different reasons. Uh, the, probably the main part of that is that there's so many rocks up here. Yeah, that's tough on the equipment. It's very tough. Uh, the, you hit the, the wrong rock and uh, it about bounces you out of the Kubota. If you don't break a tine. Yeah. So uh, we're going to try this new system that's um, sort of a hybrid system. Uh, the QDMA just had a video out uh, not too long ago with uh, Lindsey Thomas Jr. Uh, where it's sort of a hybrid buffalo system. So the idea is to kill the grass. We're gonna, I sprayed it uh, a couple weeks ago, sprayed it again today. Uh, with glyphosate and uh, kill all the existing vegetation that's there. Uh, then I'll walk through and seed our food plot mix, which this year is going to be uh, sugar beets, turnips, some clover, a little bit of kale, uh, just sort of your general brassica mix. And then I'll take the calda packer that we built and uh, run it over uh, where I seeded to just knock the, the dead grass over on top of it. The idea is that that grass is going to help hold the moisture in the ground, uh, help sort of give some protection to the seed as well. And then when you just run that caudal packer, it's just going to set that seed right in that top quarter inch uh, that uh, it's supposed to be in. So this is the first time attempting it, so I don't know if it's going to work <laughs> or not, but that's why we're putting it out there uh, somewhere where, you know, the field is really somewhere we're just trying to make for to help animals right not, it's right. not a place that we hunt right and it, it's as much for um general wildlife also not specific yeah. to deer um the hedgerows i'm trying out there trying out there blackberries raspberries blueberries blueberries today uh some some different trees that we've Silky small bushy trees yep. the old woods and just trying to make it uh, a little place for habitat of all kinds yeah and those hedgerows and really the corn too i mean I guess we're really trying to use it more for a visual break Correct. because that field is right off the road. Um, not that, I mean, I like seeing deer in the field, 
uh, our little field, and I'm sure other people do. But the close, the you know, the closer we can allow the deer to feel comfortable to that road, uh, the more they're more of our property that they're going to utilize. So hopefully that opens up, you know, even if it's just another extra 50 yards, that might help us out with with a little bit of hunting as well. Yeah, and how, how about a little bit of a disclaimer? Like you say, this is a little test test area out yeah, there. Yeah, all of this is You test. do have a have a few successful food plots back here on the property other places. Yeah, we do. We, we, we're just trying new systems and trying to find systems that work at uh, the distance we're at, the soil we're working with, and the conditions. Yeah, it's, uh, hard, it's hard to believe that this used to be farm way yeah. back in the day. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, we did find that out, uh, that it did used to be a farm. They used to plow this. Uh, way back and um that that's absolutely amazing to me whenever we're doing soil tests and we're coming back with uh fives maybe if we're lucky a 5.5 5. right um and you know, it's it, rocky as it is rocky and it's just it's we very can grow tough. rocks we can grow rocks yeah we could definitely open up a quarry here that's for sure um yeah so those other other food plots uh that we're doing and one more thing about that buffalo system the other idea is um by not tilling in those not that we really till too much up here but uh by not tilling the vegetation deep under soil uh, it's supposed to break down faster uh, and the idea is hopefully we don't won't have to be using as much fertilizer or lime because that'll be sort of a natural green manure type thing so, like I said, the test plot, we're just seeing if it'll even work at this point up here. Right. This isn't the uh, most fertile farmland. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so the sort of, uh, I'd like to think one of the biggest successes we've had up here is our orchard that we've sort of started just in the last couple of years. Yes, which actually was uh, was full forced at one time. Full forced. Before the first timbering at the uh, that pap did up here that was and small it, landing and that was the landing for the logs so not only do we find rocks there we find partial logs there that we've cleaned out but and it's uh it's taken a while it has but, taken a while but it's it's going much better than and faster i think than, yes than i anticipated yeah we checked our tree tubes today we and uh, a lot of the species are doing very very well there yeah so just to give you a quick overview uh we have two, uh, what kind of apple trees are those? Uh, two apple trees, I want to I, say. I believe they're red, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> they are red. Um, I can't remember the exact. Uh, I, I cannot either, obviously. They're not um, anything specific. I believe they came from Agway. Right. Uh, and both of those, well, one has been getting apples on it for the last couple of years. Yes. Uh, well, we, they've both been getting. They both a have been. A one couple. more than the other. Yeah. Uh, and then we have two uh, Bartlett pear trees that we just can't seem to, to get anything on. Uh, the trees are going great. Yeah, the trees look good. But, but no pears yet. Right. So we're going to look into how we might be able to address that yeah, for next year. Hopefully just a pollinating problem. We yeah. just need a couple more trees maybe. And then uh, we have, so those are more established trees they came what well, probably already four feet tall yes uh bushed out actually that the one apple tree got apples on it the first year after we planted it yeah almost, uh, almost broke it yeah almost broke it uh and those are fenced in so the deer can't get them uh and then we have some tree tubes in there uh, where we have more seedling sort of style trees that we plant in there and that's from wild plum uh there's some crab apple trees in there 
both of those from Game Commission. Uh, then there's a couple pawpaw trees in there as well. And uh, just this year planted two, well, planted a couple pawpaw trees, but then also uh, planted some Arkansas black uh, apple trees as well. So they're all doing really well. Really well. Many, really many well. growing out of a tree tube, if you yes. know the height of a tree tube. Yes. It's about five foot or so, and they're already uh, out and established. So Yeah, so that's a real good sign for us. Uh, we still won't be taking those tree tubes off for another couple years uh, just to keep the, the bucks from rubbing on them and killing them. That would be the biggest problem. But um, definitely encouraging, to say the least. And then uh, on both sides, we have some transplanted raspberry bushes. Doing very well in the full sun, not yeah. so well in the shady side. No, which in, another hinds learning curve. in hindsight, that was uh, one of the first things we planted up there. Uh out of everything really right in that spot and that was uh, and in hindsight shouldn't have put the raspberry bushes on the shady side no uh, glad we put them on the other side because those ones are doing tremendous yes they are uh and um for those of you that that have listened before you may remember that uh i bought some mason bees this year uh that mason bee house that i built uh is in the orchard basically right off to the side and they're doing pretty well yeah. Uh, definitely have some that are that are moving and I, I guess a lesson in how things work together they were all over the raspberries they just were. several weeks ago when the raspberries were in blossom yeah they were going crazy over there so that's a good sign the whole reason for having them is to try to uh, have them pollinate those fruit fruiting trees and it seems like they are yeah uh, so uh, I think uh, I don't know about you but next step for me would be try to get some wildflowers on the edges yes, yes i actually bought a couple packs of those this year and tried to plant them uh don't go to the dollar store <laughs> no go go to to go to a reputable spot that was just a impulse buy at the cash register mm -hmm. thought yeah what the heck for five dollars i got five packages that that didn't work no, fertilizer fertilizer is a big big thing for that too no i meant your seeds turned into oh, fertilizer yes well yeah the, that at least they were good for something i guess This is a good time to take a quick break and mention one of our partners, SOS Gear. As you know, SOS Gear is a small business out of Montana who specializes in paracord products. Today, I want to highlight the rifle slings Chelsea makes. These things are tough. Available in 32 to 48 inch lengths, these slings are made to last. They come with Uncle Mike swivel attachments, which are also known for their durability. There are a wide range of colors to pick from, so you can make your own statement. Check out all the products she's made over at her Instagram, SOSGearMT, or her Twitter, at SOSGearMT. You can order a rifle sling of your own at SOSGearMT.com. That's SOSGearMT.com. What kind of issues do you see us having up here? Well... Yeah, you know, when we started talking about doing this show, I, you, know, you come up with all these ideas of what the problems are when you're traveling 60 miles uh, to do this. It turns out in my mind, I think a lot of the problems are the same problems you have when you're at home, only they're magnified. Um, getting equipment up here. Number one, we can't go to the shed and pull out the tractor, pull out the side-by-side, -side, pull out the 
the cultivator, the cedar, the cultipacker, whatever we're going to use. Everything is, and we, we can't really afford to have a second set up here. So everything has to be trailered. Uh, it's a big setup, you know, it's, it takes time. Mother Nature. Well, you have trouble with Mother Nature everywhere. But when you only have a limited time to be up here, you have a weekend to come up to do it. For some reason, she never contacts us and checks her schedule. <laughs> yeah, that was very unfortunate this week. Yes, it uh, a lot of rain between Monday and Thursday up here. Yeah, especially Thursday. Yes, which rain. was probably the worst part about all of that. Right. Um, having downpours on Thursday, downpours, and we were yes. coming up Friday. Um, I believe we would have got that downpour on Monday. And then just light rain after that, I think we would have been in a better situation. Right. It's actually drier up here than I expected. I, I think we're going to be able to get some things in and get some things done tomorrow. We fortunately had a, a beautiful day Friday up here, which we got up Friday night. Uh, today it was spectacular. Yeah, today this was beautiful weather today. And uh, tomorrow is supposed to be more of the same, only warmer, so we might be okay. Yeah, so when we're talking about rain up here, I have uh, put decided to get a rain gauge to that way we know what kind of rainfall we're getting and uh since so it was a week basically from when i looked and it was uh 2.7 inches of rain uh so that's you know that's a lot of rain and the majority of that rain came the day before we got here so that that definitely did not help our cause uh but we were able to get stuff done today right i think another maybe unique not unique to us but unique to some of the people in our our situation is like say we're doing small very small plots and acreage and when you're doing that you there's a a smaller margin for error yeah if you plant 100 acres of uh, soybeans and three acres are wet don't come up it's it's disappointing Uh, you're planting 400 square feet and not that we plant soybeans, but uh, you plant 400 square feet and a third of that doesn't come up. You've lost, you know, you've really lost a lot of seeds there, a lot of crop. Yeah, and that was prime example last year. My, my little micro hunting plot uh, right on the ridge. Uh, we we've done, we've done a lot of work to that uh, because it's so rocky. Right. Uh, right off that ridge to just get dirt there that you can plant into and put some horse manure down and uh, mushroom. Manure, manure and, turkey, and turkey manure and uh last year planted and things started to come up the problem was the dirt was just so loose that it wasn't even the deer eating stuff before it came up it was they would walk in it and they would just kick it up kick it up uh so that i mean it basically rendered that spot unhuntable for me uh this past year so that that's you know when you're working on small scale that you know like you said when it doesn't come up it's tough. So, um, trying to, going to do a little bit of a different approach this year. Uh, plant some oats in there, frost seeded some oats, and uh, a lot of the clover did come back this year. So, yeah. that was good. Uh, and a lot of the oats came up too. Yeah. Uh, so, that's you know, the idea of that whole green manure and, and using the roots of those plants to hold that dirt together while the rest of the food plot comes up. And I, I think, I don't think, I know I'm on a very large learning curve with all of this. Uh, so it, it's a lot of trial and error. I mean, you read what you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because something has worked for somebody either on a larger scale or a different uh, ge- geographic area doesn't necessarily mean it works for you. 
so you have to learn that. Yeah, and that now you know we're both. I've been a member of QDMA for almost uh, eight years now, and you just got on board, and yes. you know, and it's great. I mean, the articles they have online and and what's in their magazines that they send out uh, every other month or so uh, is great, and it's awesome. Uh, but you, I, I have learned, you really have to learn how to adapt what they're doing to work for you. All right, and that's why. Earlier, I said I, I hope we're not in a unique situation because I would would like some feedback on people in the same situation of, hey, we tried this, that didn't work, don't waste your time, or this is fantastic. And I think that's how we're all going to figure out these little plots of land we're trying to do here. Yeah. I know one thing I'm excited to, to do again, it's been a couple years since I did this, uh, when we go ahead and seed that Alice Clover in the orchard uh, tomorrow, uh, we have some pallets <laughs> some well, sort of crates, box, crates crates i guess they are uh that we we're able to to get for free and uh we're going to put it over top of of the alice clover just uh the idea is making a little enclosure so the deer can't get to it and see you know like last year what we planted we planted that uh, sort of brassica mix and it didn't really come up too good but or how- was it that the deer just ate it right. <laughs> too fast so right. uh curious to see what happens this year well those crates earlier in the spring we we placed in the orchard uh and just before any planting and the clover that was coming up from last year was noticeably better in those inside that crated area yeah not only was it taller it was greener it was everything Mm -hmm. so we do have a heavy browse in this area very heavy browse uh that's and that's been it's been tough uh talon and i have talked before about how the uh we we had that overabundance of deer when Talon and I first started hunting in the late 90s, and the Game Commission put all those uh, doe tags out. And just like everything, when you go to make a correction, you know it goes can go a little too far, and it did. Uh, we went we went a lot of years up here not shooting any doe. No, uh, many most years. Most actually. years since you know since the early 2000s because there's just so few deer up here, and now uh, we're we're at the point that we need to start harvesting does. So that we can keep the pop, try our you know do our part to keep the population in check. Well, the the very little trip that we made this evening around the property and the side by side, we saw what seven, eight deer plus a couple fawns. Yes, and yeah. only one of those was a buck, and right. he looked awful young. Right. So, um, you know, and that's summertime. That's not uh, that's not whenever our food plots and you know the timing of our food is really going crazy so yeah, it's good to see the survival of a couple of fawns so it that is was absolutely nice. yeah it is absolutely um it but you know just goes to show there's you know like you said we have have very heavy brows here and since we did that shoulder wood cut cut a couple years ago we don't have the tree brows necessarily available that no. we used to right so they're really relying heavily when they come on our property on what we provide them Right. Well, and what's coming in the understory? We we do yeah, have a, we do a good have bit. quite a bit in the understory. Uh, so this year, or not this year, today we also did some spraying. Yes. Uh, we sprayed sprayed some glyphosate on the uh, in the orchard, killed some some of the grass that wasn't quite dead, and same thing in the um, in the field. Uh, but we have a little bit of an invasive problem up here. Uh, little multiflora rose yeah. yeah which we didn't know we had until we had had the, <laughs> the shoulder wood cut, cut right yeah. it really took off it, it's scary how quick it came up yeah it's uh 
I, I said to Jason earlier, I'm, I actually am going to do a little research. I got to find out the history of this stuff. I've, there, I've heard a few different tales on how it got brought into a United or to Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania, and why it was brought in. I, I really want to do some research and find out who was responsible for this. Uh, probably was a good idea at the time, but probably it's not was. any longer. No, uh, but. You know, that shutterwood cut, I mean, it has definitely helped us out because we also found uh, wild blueberries. And an apple tree. And an apple tree. That we that did not know we had. Didn't know we had. We also found uh, wild raspberries as well. Right. Uh, are coming up. So it's not all bad, but... Um, you take the good with the bad. Yeah. That's... Uh, and I, I, I guess one of the... Well, I don't know. I'll ask you, but I, for me, being older and new to this... Probably one of the hardest things about habitat for me is is learning to have patience. It's very hard for me. Yes, yeah, so. uh, and that that's for me is where the having the drive the hour and a half, you know, the sixty miles to come up here is hard for me because there's days when I get home from work that I have time, right? That I could do work, uh, you know, do some habitat work, you know, even if it's just a couple hours, it's a couple hours. Well, if I only have a couple hours and it's going to be three hours drive time you know that, that then i can't do it i right. can't make that work plus that's that's a pretty high gasoline bill in my truck as well right and uh, we've made some sacrifices as far as taking days off of work yeah we have uh, here and there and you and you have to do that that's another thing it's it's the sacrifice and the patience like say you, you plant these apple trees you plant these uh or even the brassica mix and you expect boy you're gonna go see immediate results and it's just that's that's not way uh not way the the ground works not no. the way nature works you have to have patience and see see the little victories along the way yeah so well that got quiet in a hurry <laughs> i think it's probably because it's uh getting dark here getting we're dark. sitting by the fire and yeah. it's been a long day of work it has been uh, and we have another day tomorrow yes we do. when we get this done yes, so we do. since we do have the weather so but uh, and there's there's another bringing the technology up here to the north. It, it took a little bit of patience there also. Yeah, it did. It so, did. But yeah. we got it going, and I'm glad to be with you again. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a good one. It's always a good time to come up here, and we'll say I guess at least it does give me an excuse to come up. Um, not one that Katie is always happy to hear, but um, you know the. Well, I married into it, so I have a little easier time yeah, with, the, easier with the wife. Yeah, it's a little easier for you. Um, it's not not that it's hard for me. It's no. just uh, a little more explaining to do. And, you know, it's funny. Whenever we first started dating, she asked if I hunted. And I said I dabble in it in a little. And she found out that hunting season is a busy time for me. And then she found out that hunting season also extends to the spring for turkey. And then it's planting season. And then next thing you know, it's hunting season again. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's outdoor season all year long. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, but you know again same deal take the good with the bad and right put time in at home when i when i need to and and when i can and when i get those times to come up here yeah. come yeah. up and, and get as much work done as you can well again thank you for having it again and talking and i would uh like i said i hope somebody's out there listening if somebody's having some of the, some of these same issues or has some ways around them that'd be great to have some feedback i think you yeah we'd love to hear that and uh, you know, see what we can do different or better, and maybe not make a mistake that somebody else made. But it's getting there. It's getting there. So know, someday it'll all be yours. Okay, I could wait. <laughs> <laughs> I could wait. I'll just do the work. <laughs>
That'll do it for this week. Really enjoyed recording that with my father, sitting out by the fire at the cabin. Uh, a lot of the, basically the same kind of conversation uh, that we would have anytime, just uh, recorded this time. <laughs> and then a little bit more structured and uh, a little more for listener type deal. So uh, we, just as my father said, uh, we would really like any uh, input, any help. Uh, if anyone does any habitat work out there and, and would like to either uh, drop some knowledge on us or maybe you have a question of what has worked for us and what hasn't worked for us, either way, would really like to uh, hear from you. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, you can email us. Uh, any way that you want to get a hold of us, go to conservewild.org. You can find all the contact information there that you need. As always, uh, ask for your rating and review, especially on iTunes. Make us look a little better. Enable us to reach more people. Until next week, stay wild. Mm-hmm.